ACASTCAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Scouts will rely on heavily when evaluating talent. Teams should be drafting for the future and not just immediate needs. It all starts with the quarterback position. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thanks for listening. Kendall, Jerry, how are you guys doing? I'm doing great, man. I hope the same for the rest of y'all. Hey, man, it's Sunday. Special guest. Super excited. Let's get started. Our guest today is a sports reporter, videographer, producer, and co-host on Sports as a Job podcast, and also the newest member to the East-West Football Network family. Aaliyah Hassan, how are you? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on and letting me be a part of the East-West Football team. I'm very excited to get started. Aaliyah, if you can tell the audience about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I'm a student at Indiana University studying informatics and sports media with a concentration in broadcast journalism. So yep, two completely different majors. And right now I'm part of the Indiana Daily Student as a sports writer and videographer. And so I try to write as much as I can, cover as many stories, interview as many athletes as I can in the industry. And I'm also a producer and sometimes co-host on Sports as a Job podcast. Shout out to Kobe Castillo for giving me that opportunity. And yeah, and there's a lot more things in the works. So that's what I'm a part of right now. And the Sports as a Job, is that more football related or is it basketball and any other sports included? So Sports as a Job is completely different. Um, so I do my own interviews on the side with different athletes. The Sports as a Job podcast um, – we do a lot of professionals in the industry, so that is more about their experience and how they got into the industry and all that stuff. Thank you. Hey, um, this is Jerry. So I, you you said informatics. Is that correct? That right. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> so what is that? Tell us. So informatics is basically how you apply technology to a certain field. So I definitely going into college had a lot of trouble finding out what I wanted to do. I started out as pre-med, worked in a hospital for about a year, uh, then switched to pre-law, worked at a couple law firms, you know, decided all that wasn't for me. So then, you know, growing up, I thought, you know, the only way you can make money is if you go into these fields that have like science and math. So I kind of had defaulted into studying like computer science and coding because I thought, you know, I could get any job with that. But 
I think in around the middle of my junior year, I kind of had this like epiphany and I was like, I actually hate what I'm doing and I need to be in a field what I of like what I love. So I started applying for a bunch of different internships in the sports industry and um, I got one for NBC Sports, which was last summer in their headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. And after that summer, I came back and I was like, hey, there's no way I'm going to just continue with my informatics major. I'd already done so many classes. So I was like, let me just add on to a sports media major because it's just what I love to do. So, I mean, because ultimately that's the goal, right? Is sports media. Yes. Yes. Right? Like sideline mm -hmm. reporting or, or. Yeah. Yeah. So, so something like that, I would say um, either producing and then maybe hopefully like weekend sideline reporting or maybe. Um, even being like a performance analyst so I can actually apply the skills I learned from my informatics degree into the sports world as well. Um, but the main goal, like maybe very long down the road is um, full-time anchor or, you know, full-time sports reporter. So, yeah. sure. so, so for like younger females or, or just, you know, young, the young, cause the younger crowd, right. Right. That, that, that's maybe trying to pursue the same, career career path where you're going what would right. you say well, well could you simplify that for them like uh what what would you say that you know try to stay focused on this you don't really need this i mean is there any kind of advice that you could share with our audience right so actually one of my biggest fears going into college was you know thinking i was going to be behind everyone else you know whether that be in my own major or not being able to decide on a major itself So I think I was definitely focused on everyone else around me. And that was my biggest downfall and setback. And when you do that, you're not allowed to focus on yourself. So your biggest fear is becoming a reality. And I think for me, I had to kind of step back and just focus on myself and actually put in the work, you know, to get these internships or even just freelance opportunities, anything to get myself into the industry because you know you're not going to get anywhere just sitting and doing nothing and like trying to wait for an opportunity you have to just go in head first especially in this industry hi alien this is fidel i have a question for you how was it being an intern for nbc sports so my internship was actually on the more technical side so it was broadcasting and production engineering so i did a lot of Um, technical work and a lot of work in the production control rooms. But the amazing part about it, and I did a lot of editing too. So, but the amazing part about it was they got to let you see the different departments. They got to let you shadow people. And, you know, they said, Hey, if this internship or if what you're doing in this internship isn't for you, then that's completely okay. So we're going to show you our different departments and you can see what they do on a daily basis. So, A lot of the times, if I wasn't doing work in my specific department, I was looking at, you know, people that control the audio and the graphics, graphic designers and people who were scouting talent, the marketing department, the admin department, the finance department. So you got to see everything, you know, when you think about the sports industry, a lot of people only think about, okay, the players, the coaching staff, and then like there's business side, but there's so much more that goes into it. And I think that was like the biggest blessing out of my internship, being able to see, you know, what I kind of was interested in. 
Hey, so let's talk some NFL football. So yesterday sure. we, had a, we had a you know a pre-call, and uh, you were telling us you're an Indianapolis Colts fan. So I wanted yeah. to ask you what you thought about last year, and then also this uh, off season and what they did in the draft. Okay, last year I I'm, I might get a little bit emotional here. You know, talking about Andrew Luck's retirement. Let me get the let me get the Kleenex out real quick. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. You know, so that was kind of a punch to the gut a little bit. Um, I think the team was definitely built around his strengths. And, you know, I feel like we were up and coming and we were ready, you know, to take home that Super Bowl title, take home that Lombardi trophy. But once he announced his retirement, you know, Jacoby Brissett kind of was pushed into that position. And I think we definitely took a huge step back from luck and then we kind of went to being just mediocre and that that kind of messed with me a little bit but hey now there's so many big changes with our new draft class coming in and I think what Chris Ballard has done and what he said at his the end of the season press conference he's definitely lived up to his words and I'm super excited for this year. Now, do you really think that, you know, Phillip Rivers, he is an older quarterback, um, could really help out this team more than what Jacoby Brissett did last year before he got hurt? Okay. Okay. I'm laughing because he's been criticized a lot. I think anytime you turn on the TV or you look online, most of the stuff about him is that talking about his last season, how 12 of his 20 interceptions were from a clean pocket, how he's an immobile quarterback, he can't turn over turn a ball over his skills are in decline he's washed up all that stuff so this is why I take everything I read online I see on tv with a grain of salt because these guys and girls who are saying these things are only watching kind of a limited amount of plays and if you were to watch them all you would see that most of Rivers interceptions last season came from him being pressured you know him having less than three seconds to throw a ball and I think him as well as any other quarterback would be kind of desperate to do anything. And I just think he forced a lot of plays to make things happen. And he had one bad year and everyone wants to write him off. And I don't know. I I just think that even though he had one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, Rivers has still put up Hall of Fame numbers. And can you imagine what he can do with this top-notch O-line that we have coming up this year? No, that's all I'm going to say. Well, hey, you know, just, yeah, I I feel like if he was younger, he can put up a lot of, you know, great numbers. But, I mean, he is getting older. Um, so that's, I guess, my only concern with that. Um, right. is the, I, you know, the Colts are a young team, and they're, they're mm-hmm. a talented team. So uh, I just felt they could have done something a little bit better than Phillip Rivers. So I think, well, he's only playing for one year. We got to that in mind too and we do we just drafted Jacob Eastman from Washington so I think even him Jacob coming down and learning from Philip Rivers for a year and he could potentially be a starter down the road or even backup QB and I just think I don't know I think Philip Rivers is an amazing pick I don't I obviously don't think it's like the best I don't think it's blown out of the water kind of thing but I'm just going to say the media wrote him off in 2012 and then 2013, he won comeback player of the year award. So I think our team is set up for success and we're going to kill it this year. What are your expectations for the 2020 Indianapolis Colts? 
Well, so now we drafted, you know, first selection, second round, Michael Pittman Jr. So wide receiver, we haven't had, I think he's about 6'4", over like 220 pounds, if I'm correct. Could be wrong. Um, Colts have not had that kind of body type in so long, it seems like. Um, I think Pittman is an extremely well-rounded player. As long as T.Y. stays healthy and we have Paris Campbell from last year's draft, mesh that all these different body types and different skill sets I think it brings something that we definitely didn't have before you know I think Pittman is a big guy who plays even bigger than he actually is and he's exactly the kind of wide receiver we need to make an immediate impact you know the guys will tell you the best draft pick that I felt you guys made was you know drafting Jonathan Taylor running back out of Wisconsin I'm a huge I'm a huge fan and I was telling the guys was like that was my first running back coming off the draft board. Oh yeah. No, I think that was an amazing pick. And I think, I think I was surprised by that pick too. I was thinking he might've been overdrafted, but I'm glad we got that. And I guess 2000 rushing yards back to back years last season had over 20 rushing touchdowns. So I think that was, that was a great pick. I agree. Let, so I love me personally. I like what Chris Ballard is doing. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a, I have a really, uh, good question for you when it and, and it's Jerry by the way um so when you when you look at it Andrew Luck right I mean I understand you know the the early retirement hit a lot of Colts fans deeply but do you think that when you look at overall like Chris Ballard's work as far as reconstructing I, I think he's done a good job of reconstructing this team making it a playoff team but do you think that if he would have maybe perhaps invested more into the line. I know the only the only notable offensive lineman he drafted was Quentin Nelson, but you guys still have Anthony Costanzo, right, as your mm-hmm. left tackle. Do you think if you would have maybe perhaps some of that draft capital invested into the offensive line, Andrew Luck still would still be around? I do, okay, so the reason why I think Andrew Luck retired – Um, he was getting hurt a lot, you know, he had a kid on the way. So everything, so the reason why he did retire was had nothing to do with the team. Um, I think if we did invest a little bit in the O-line, we, maybe he would have thought about staying, but I think the whole reason why he left was, had nothing to do with the team. It was all personal. I'm pretty sure that's my opinion. I don't know what you guys think. Well, I, I, I think it's the complete opposite, honestly. I mean, so? just because, man, he took a beating. I he mean, did. I just remember, I mean, pretty much every Indianapolis Colts game that I saw, I mean, he was, he was getting hit a lot. I mean, and not just sacks. So I'm just saying, like, hit. So even after he threw the ball, like, he still he was getting pushed. And that was because his lineman couldn't block. So, right. I mean, I, I definitely feel like that had something to play with uh, with him retiring. Uh, but that's just, just, that's just what I think. I guess that makes sense now that I think now that I think about it. Well, if he, I, I, if he wasn't getting us pushed as much, I feel like that he definitely would have stayed. I think with with him, he has those epic moments, right, where they catch him because he's mic'd up, right? He's like, "Oh, good, good hit," you know. He's he's, uh-huh. he's he's telling he's telling all these people, but you if you count him if you count him down, like wow, like he was getting pounded uh, pounded after pound. But still, I mean, when you look at the overall picture, I mean. I mean, from when he took over Chris Ballard, he's done a phenomenal job. I think Quentin Nelson is up there as, as one of the top guards in the entire league. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how, you know, this last draft class meshes in. 
uh, the the draft class that still kind of gets me confused is the 2019 one. Where are they at? Have they, have they even played right with Rocky San, Ben uh, Benagu, and uh, Paris Campbell? Right. So there's right. still there's still a lot left on the team, but the Colts are super exciting team to watch. Uh, I know Darius Leonard. That 2018 draft was really good for 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 you Colts. Mm-hmm, definitely, and I, I told you, I think Chris Ballard is a genius, and he knows what he's doing, and. He's made some insanely impressive offseason moves, rebuilding this whole team down to its foundation. I think the Colts roster is now solidified, and we're pretty much kind of locked in, and that's all due to Ballard. Last three years, I think we're now seeing his whole vision clearly. Even though we have some hurdles in our way, I think we're good. We're we're set for success. No, for sure. DeForest Buckner is going to be uh, really interesting to see what he does in that defense. Do you remember where you were when you found out that Andrew Luck was going to retire from the NFL? I think I had just come back from New York. I was in New York. I have no idea. But I remember because um, last year at IU, I was supposed to be writing all like the cult stories. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm so excited to fi- finally write about Andrew Luck. We're about to have an amazing season. You know, they waited till they sold out all the season tickets. <laughs> they made him wait to, oh, to announce his retirement. And my dad, oh my God, I can't even, he was so upset about that. And I think everyone was. And I think I was, I was more sad than upset because I feel like no one really saw this coming. I know I would have seen it from a mile away. So, yeah, and you know, just real quick, I was actually on my fantasy football draft, and um, we were we we're drafting picks already, and somebody had already drafted Andrew Luck, and uh, some guy next to me is like, "Hey, I just got a message saying that Luck's going to retire." I'm like, "What?" I was like, "Are you being serious or are you messing around?" He's like, "No, I'm being serious." So I want to say it was the third week of the preseason. And the game was actually, you know, they were playing the game, and then it was announced like, "Hey, Andrew's like is uh, planning to retire tomorrow." Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I was like, man, I was like, I couldn't believe it. Oh my gosh, yeah. While we on, I do want to ask you about the um the coach secondary. How do you feel about the coach secondary? And and and, and to be sp- specific, how do you feel about Malik Hooker, the safety? So I think. Um... What the Colts are doing right now is definitely adding um, some more skill positions. And I think he can definitely start contributing day one. And um, I think another safety that we actually drafted this year, I think, is uh, Julian Blackman from Utah. Um, So I think all these people that we have coming back, I think they're definitely, you know, going to do something for our team. I, I I think the fact that we got three straight picks in a row this year, that hasn't happened since, what, like 2015? We have Isaiah Rogers coming back, or Isaiah Rogers, cornerback, Jordan Glasgow. Um, yeah, I think all these people can definitely start contributing day one. I think it's. And, and I also think that Xavier Rose from the Vikings to Fridge and pick up earlier this year, I think he's oh, going to help yeah. in a big way. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And then. Now the Colts are the Colts are playing the Vikings. Um, I think the third game it is. So I think that the Colts are actually going to beat the Vikings because I think all the corners in the Vikings. I'm pretty sure they're all virtually rookies. Uh, yeah, they're all virtually rookies or like newer players. So I think you know it's not easy. 
it's not going to be easy for them to defend. So I think we're good. Yeah, you're, yes. you're right. Thank you, yep. And you know what? I think, I think the Colts are going to be, you know, they're going to be pretty close to winning that division next year just because, you know, I think it's going to be either them or the Tennessee Titans. Don't say the Titans. Oh, my God. Well, That's all I've been hearing. Well, well if, you, if you think about it. Well, I mean, yeah, but I feel like the Texans take a step back. But, I mean, that's still, you know, the season hasn't started yet. So, right. I mean, I'm just predicting right now, right? So, uh-huh. and I, Jacksonville, I mean, they're the, I mean, they're worse, the worst team in that division. So, I, I definitely see you guys, you know, possibly fighting for that division title. Oh yeah, I. That's what that's who everyone's comparing us to the Titans. It's either uh, people are saying on ESPN and all those, all those networks, they're saying the Titans are at the top, but. And rightfully so, right? Because they they went to the AFC Championship. Right, right, so. exactly, exactly. Um, but you know, Philip Rivers, he's gonna ball out. We got. We you got you really you're really sold on Philip Rivers, aren't you? <laughs> I think I'm the biggest fan of him right now. I think. I think after that Andrew Luck stuff happened, I'm looking for our savior again. So let's well, well, trust me, I'm a big Phillip Rivers fan too because he would throw a lot of interceptions to the other team, and I'm a Raiders <laughs> fan. So I enjoyed when they yeah. played Phillip Rivers. <laughs> Phillip, I think Phillip Rivers is on his way out. I, I really do. He um, last, I mean, just look at the interceptions. Like you said, like it's real good about the interceptions he thrown last year. A lot of them weren't his fault. But there's another quarterback that did the same thing last year. And I think if Jacob Easton could come in, let's just say hypothetically something happened to Rivers. I think Jacob Easton could lead the could lead the coach to, to a few wins this year. Oof. Oh, definitely. And like I said before, he has a year to learn from Phillip Rivers. I, I think he's got half a, half a season because I don't think Phillip Rivers is going to end up being the starter by the end. You don't think – you really don't no, think so. I really don't think so. And it might not necessarily be to play on the field. He might be injured. Um, he's just an older guy, right? So I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say, right? I wouldn't count. I wouldn't count. I wouldn't count out Philip Rivers personally. I think that I love the way he plays with so much grit, so much. I mean, he's just a he's just a tough a tough competitor. And... I lo- hey, I love it too, man. It's just he's a turnover machine. I'm sorry, and yeah, he forces <laughs> he forces some throws, but I mean, come on, it's at the end of the day, I feel like that's on you. Yeah, right. Well, I don't know. So I think I, I think that's just my opinion. That. But do you guys not remember, like, two seasons ago, he threw, what, for 32 touchdowns? Yep. And led his team to a 12-4 and record with the playoff win? Like, that was just two years. That was two seasons ago. So yeah, yeah I know. But two, but, about- but two seasons ago is like a lifetime in the NFL because, <laughs> you know, players get older. Yeah. Um, at least to me, right? So it's kind of mm-hmm. like not what you did yesterday, but are you, what are you doing for me now Right. Um, uh, kind of deal, so. Yeah, we're just gonna have to, you know, we're just gonna have to wait and see what old man uh, Philip does. Yeah, you're <laughs> completely right. <laughs> he's not right. that old. It's gonna be thirty nine. So, uh, well, yeah, he's I, younger. I, than I think I think the only quarterbacks left from that draft, and I could be wrong, but it's I think it's only him and Ben Roethlisberger that are still in the league. And again, oh, wow. I might be wrong. And that's, oh wow, <laughs> that's back from two thousand four. Correct? Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah, I believe I am. So. Yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see how that plays out. And hopefully you can, you know, elevate the Colts to win the division. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you guys. All right. Well, we're just going to have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. Ailey, we appreciate you coming on today. And, again, we're extremely excited to have you be 
uh, part of the team. Oh, thank you guys so much. I honestly, again, I really appreciate this opportunity. And like I said before, I can't wait to go on this journey with you guys and see what we can do as a team. And yeah, thank well, you buckle again. Up. Buckle up. It's going to be a ready. long ride. <laughs> I'm ready. As long thank as we you. don't have any more Andrew Luck news, as oh, long as we man. don't have any news like that, um, I, I'm ready. I, I'll be okay then. All right. Well, sounds great. Again, thank you so much for joining us. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for the East-West Football Podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.